You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. Welcome, welcome, my powerful people. I am so excited for this episode. I'm telling you, you are about to be blessed beyond measure. I have with me today the one, the only, Latresa Rice. She's helped bereaved Christians regain hope through identity discovery and book development. She was once considered an AIDS orphan, losing her mother at a tender age and then her father. But she put all of that aside and she has been an example of victory over emotional, social, economic, physical, and family bearers. She is a shining example of hope. One of her quotes is, no matter what your situation is, something beautiful is always present. Choose to see the roses while dealing with the thorns. You are a gardener, prune yourself. I love my sister. She is a former colleague of mine. So I have watched up close how she has been truly used to do some dynamic things. And so today we're going to talk to you about the topic of embrace the royal you. And she can tell you about this. She's a COVID widow with a smile on her face. She's a bereavement coach for Royalty View Coaching LLC and the author of Gates to Life, You Choose the Life That You Shall Experience and Fruit Circle, Essential Fruit of Daily Living. In addition, she's in several other anthologies and she is a best-selling author. I'm telling you, she's dynamic. So pull up a seat, get you some pen and paper so you can take some notes. You will not leave here the same. We will have Latresa Rice as soon as we have this word from our sponsor. Thank you to Exponential Edge Adventures for being our sponsor for this week's episode. Calling all career women who want to execute. Do you desire to get better results? Are you seeking to influence others? Maybe you want to be seen for the support that you give. Or do you seek to improve the quality of the systems around you? We have a solution to support you. We're offering a free execution profile to help you identify your superpowers and leverage them. Just go to simplytomorrow.com and get yours today. Use the offer code SOLUTION. Act fast. Well, 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 powerful people, powerful listeners. We have a treat today. We have, as I told you, the fabulous, fabulous, I call her my friend. (laughs) She's my partner in laughter. Uh, (laughs) She makes you always smile for those that are listening by um, audio and you're on the podcast and you can't see the video Oh my God, amazing, amazing smile. So I have my friend Latresa Rice with us today. Tell them about you. Who are you, my sister? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. It's good to be here with you. You're an amazing person. I'm following you, lady. But I'll tell you a little bit about me. I am Latresa Rice, your mindset coach. I help bereaved Christians regain hope 
through identity discovery and book development. So another thing about me, oh my goodness, when I think back to how amazing God has moved in my life, I'm just eternally grateful. I was seven years old when my mother died from AIDS. I thought she had pneumonia. I thought she died pneumonia, but it was just not until I put some pieces together, had some different experiences that I realized that what she actually died from was AIDS. And in 2011, my father passed. And then last year, the grandmother who raised me, that was my, that's my baby there, my rock. She passed in February and roughly a month later, my husband, we had just got married five months prior. My husband passed from COVID-19. So imagine having all these different losses over your life. And you may feel, at least I can talk about myself. I felt abandoned. Mm -hmm. I felt depressed. I felt angry, you know, angry with myself, angry with God, angry with the ones who left. Because sometimes, uh, let's just be real, sometimes you're upset that that person left. It's yeah. almost like, how could you leave me? You know how much I, I needed you, you know? Girl, I feel you on that one. I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel you on that one. I lost my sister in a car accident. She was 26. I did. I used to go to her gravesite for a couple years and say, why would you leave me? Why would you leave me here? Yeah, exactly. so I understand. So go ahead. You I, That's the part that I love about you. And again, for the people that are listening, I hate that they can't see the video part to see the amazing smile that's on your face. Oh, As you tell this, you know, what most people would think is devastating and heartbreaking, which it is, mm-hmm. but you still maintain your smile. But go and finish your story because I know you're going to tell them about why you smile. Oh, we listen, this smile is a price. It was a price paid. And really, it starts with learning who you really are. When we deal with transitions, and I, I don't really just say, oh, this person died and this person. No, it's a transition that took place. And a lot of times people don't want to change and we don't welcome change. So when change occurs, it catches us off guard and we're all upset and this miscombobulated because we don't realize that even if a change occurs, you have a solid identity. You have a solid foundation. You have a father that's not changing. So when you have, when you embrace the royal you, when you embrace the fact that you are a child of the most high God, you are a child of the king of kings and what all that stuff entails, then you can deal with the transitions in life with a little more grace, a little more ease and recognize that it's not all about you. He knows everything. He knows He knows everything about each of us. And sometimes it was simply someone's time to go. Sometimes it was time for you to be pushed into your destiny and with them still present, you would have never made it there. Maybe it was time for you to be the one in your family to stand and lead the others into the right direction. When we think about Moses, when Moses left and Joshua took over, had Moses not left, had he not died and transitioned, Joshua would have never been able to step into his destiny. He would have never been able to lead the children of Israel where they needed to go. So sometimes transitions happen and they hurt, but they're necessary. Yes, but the only yes. way to really deal with that is to realize that your identity, if it's in the right source, is unchanging. You can embrace the royal you and get through your process and come out as shining gold. 
I love that. I love that. You like just understand the, the royal you when you understand your identity. And that's one a big thing for me that I, I talk a lot on this podcast about is just being self-aware. And so you're trying to tell the people we got to be self-aware of who we are and whose we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you're self-aware of who you are and whose you are, you have to also recognize that there's a reason why grace exists. You need to extend grace to you. When I was dealing with the intensity of the depression with regards to my, my late husband and my grandmother, and even at that time, I also dealt with what they called a hysterical pregnancy. So my, I'll tell you what that is, basically. So the doctor said that my mind, because of the intensity of the traumas, my mind went back to a place where I was happiest. Well, my husband and I, we were discussing having children. And so when my mind went back to us having children, it caused my body to respond as if it was pregnant. I had all the symptoms of pregnancy. I looked as if I was six months pregnant, but I was not. Every test came back negative. So imagine dealing with the depression with regards to the loss of both. And then now you're dealing with, I look pregnant. This is a dream that was more of my husband and I, but I'm not. Every doctor keeps saying, no, I got all these tests and I'm going to all these different procedures. And it took one doctor to actually say, okay, I think I know what happened here. And so after I got that piece, that clue, and that's this is after having an ultrasound done. Listen, I, I thought they were nuts because I'm mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I got the nausea. Ain't something wrong with them. Ain't nothing wrong with me, something wrong with them. Them and all these tests, okay? Say <laughs> so they better come back because they need their degrees. They need their degrees revoked. They need their medical practices stopped. <laughs> Yes, this is not right. And I told the other doctor, I said, well, how do you explain the movement? Because see, I feel movement right now. I didn't feel movement before I feel the movement. And she said, well, the body has caused an excess of uh, condition of gas. So then that feels like physical movement of a baby. She said, it also causes your stomach to protrude. I said, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all mean to tell me that all this is mental? (laughs) Yeah. And so after realizing that, I said, okay, how do I deal with it? If it's mental, then I know that my God, my God, he works with his word is in the mind. So then I need to tap into the royal me. I need to start looking at scriptures in relation to the mind. And I need to declare things out of my mouth because here we go. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So I need to look myself in the mirror and declare his word over this body. You will line up in the name of Jesus where he came that I may have life and that more abundantly. He came. So I started reciting scriptures to myself, yeah. looking in the mirror, taking authority over the mind mind and the body. And what I noticed after doing that, I also listened to the doctors though. They also said that I had to avoid certain foods in order to help with the physical components of this. Uh And so I started avoiding those foods, but I started doing the mind. I did devotionals in relation to the mind. Uh And as I did that, my stomach started decreasing. I stopped looking as if I was pregnant, which it did wonders for my process with regards to the grieving. It mm-hmm. was difficult to feel. Not, uh, now, another thing, it made me feel like I had another loss because here I am thinking I may be having a, a child from my late husband and I, you know, which was part of his dream. And now I have to face the fact that this stomach is leaving. There's no baby there. So yeah. there's another loss. 
Yes. Sometimes the loss isn't that somebody died. The loss could be that you lost something you love. And for some people, for example, those who may be dealing with cancer, those who may be dealing with chronic illnesses, that's a loss. Maybe you remember the times in which you didn't have those experiences. For those who may deal with cancer and you lost your hair, it's still a significant loss. And so we have to recognize that everybody's loss is different. But when you embrace the royal you, you can deal with that loss gracefully and you can help others get through that same process. Exactly. Wow. That is amazing. I I know we've talked before and you said about that, the power of the mind. Our mind is just incredible. I remember when I was first, uh, I probably was a teacher already at this point. I think it probably was my first or second year teaching and Mm -hmm. I was in um, training and and they were just talking about, again, the incredibleness of the mind. Mm -hmm. And one of the presenters at this training said, if your mind if we could describe it as a building or something, it would be like the Empire State Building in, in stature. Yeah, it would take all of the water. I see the nice picture you got behind you. So for the people that's listening, she has a beautiful mural behind her. It would take all of the water from the waterfall of the Niagara Falls to cool it down Absolutely. on a regular basis. That's how incredible our mind was. Now, that was 20-something, almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, they found so much more out about the mind now. Our mind is just so incredible. Mm-hmm. I did want to say one thing. You said about the death and life being in the power of the tongue. I love the latter part of that, that scripture, too. It says, and they that love it will eat the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand we eat the fruit of our words. Yes, so our words are so very important. So yes. speak life. And not speak deaf. And so you decided, uh-uh-uh, I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to turn mm-hmm. this around. I'm going to, to, to take my mind back Absolutely. and I'm going to use my own words to help do that. Absolutely. That's incredible. Incredible. I just love your story. I just love your story. Thank you for encouraging the people. So that leads into what I was saying to you earlier. I was telling you, I want, wanted you to bring out and talk about uh, limiting beliefs. Like mm-hmm. our mind is so incredible. So Absolutely. that was just something that you were going through with grief. Think about the people that all they do is say destruction out of their mouths mm-hmm. over their all aspects of their life. We got to stop the limiting belief. Absolutely. We have an opportunity to be royalty and walk your royalty. Yes. So, you address that. How, how do you see people, uh, again, walking in that incredible mm-hmm. power? For me... What I see is there's a there's a necessity of the people actually training themselves up in that area or at least linking with a coach who can help and coach them through that, because that's not something that you wake up with one day and then all is wonderful. And you're just this queen and you're operating as such. No, that's some actual time. When I think about it, it took some time to get there and to really research what does it mean to be royalty? You know, we understand a lot of times, and this is my company is actually based on the scripture in first Peter two and nine, where you're talking about being a part of a royal priesthood, being peculiar. A lot of times we jump straight to the peculiar or the priesthood. We skip the royal piece, but the royal piece is essential because there's a particular way that royalty carries themselves. Yes. And you're, and when you think about the other scriptures that actually highlight 
the ways in which royalty carries yourselves, when you identify as a child of God and you identify him as the king of kings, then you recognize that you are royalty and you should be carrying yourself in a similar manner. So your yes should be final. Your no should be final. And he said, yes, yay and nay, which means you need to be exercising both. Yes. Too often when we are afraid of losing others, we Mm -hmm. exercise yes when we're the appropriate response is no. Mm-hmm. And every time you give someone a yes, and you that's your seal. That's like you just did a king's or a queen's seal. So yeah. that's it. But every time you give someone else a yes without considering the cost, you gave yourself a no. But you deserve the same level of grace, and you deserve the same honor. So we have to make sure that we are operating in uh, self-care and making sure that we're operating appropriately. And I love the fact that you mentioned the ending part of that scripture, yes. the fact that uh, they that love it, we eat the fruit thereof. A lot of the things that we experience is because of what came out of our mouth. We have to make sure that we don't love our tongue, but we use our tongue. That part, love, it, 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 it's the same thing that you see when it says uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. But it also says in another scripture that money answers all things. So money itself is not evil. It's the yes. fact that you love it, which means when you love something, you are yearning for it. There's so much that you're doing to indicate that you love that thing. And that's supposed to be a tool for your usage, not your affection. So your tongue should not be your affection. You shouldn't be uh, intimate with your tongue. You're supposed to use it as a tool that God has given you to use. Girl, I love that. I love that. And you have done that. You have done that really, really well. And so for people that don't know who uh, Latresa is, if you follow her on social media, oh my, you get a chance to see just some beautiful things. One of the things about her, she's incredibly, incredibly poetic. I mean, she is the literary queen. I love, I absolutely love when she was grieving and going through uh, her husband's death, uh, untimely death at that, she was literally ministering and, and talking to other people. So talk about that scripture, death and life are in the power of the tongue. She chose to really have life in the power of her tongue. And so I won't tell it all. You just talk about like, how are you able to do that? I mean, I want our audience, especially if they're going through anything. And, and many of us have, many of us have lost a lot of loved ones or, or people that we know about, or we've watched other people go through during this time. This pandemic was no joke whatsoever, but you were able, and I know you were grieving and we have that, but you absolutely was marvelous in being able to articulate, um, the pain, but you were also able to articulate the the happiness and the peace that you had and to minister to other people while you were going through. How how did you do it? Only by the grace of God. That was so hard. I Listen, I didn't even see my way out. But what I did in the very beginning of that process is declare that I was coming out. A lot of times people, even if you can't see it, you need to open your mouth and say what you expect. And so I call that grieving period my healing journey to wholeness. I declared up front that I'm going back to wholeness. I'm going to be made whole because that's the promise that's in his word for my life. And so when you that's again, it has to do with your identity. When you are rooted in who you are, and it took me a minute to get rooted in who I was and something an unchanging source, because we're in if you're going to be in the earth 
things are always going to change. Mm -hmm. But somewhere there needs to be something as a solid foundation for you. And for me, that's Christ, that's God. And so I had to tap into that even while I was angry with God, because I went through a period during that time of being really angry with God, because I remember taking out my, my blessed oil and anointing my husband when he was sick and I'm praying for him. I'm anointing myself. I'm praying for me because I was also dealing with the symptoms as well. I found out later that it was COVID, but at the same time, it was horrible. So when everything, when he, everything happened and he passed, my next thought went, what would he like for me to do? What, what would have made my husband happy? And the one thing I remember him saying is, honey, I just love when you speak to people. It's, it's, it's power. Like the way you speak is powerful. So just, you know, share the story. So I would share the story to help other people. Cause my, now that this has happened to me, I want to spare other life losses. You know what I mean? Who else can we assist with this story to make sure that nobody else, if possible, has to continue to go through this type of pain. But while I'm dealing with my pain, I need to be authentic and transparent about the pain as well. At first I was smiling anyway, because a lot of times they say that a smile um, is it, it has healing components in it, as opposed to frowns. Frown may keep you in that state. So I'm smiling anyway. Those who were closest to me was calling me like, "Look, what's this smile you just put up? Because that ain't you, girl. <laughs> that is not you. Listen, what's going on with you today? Your eyes are telling a whole different story because you wear everything on your face, and I wasn't even aware of that." Sometimes I thought, oh, I'm covering it up. Then I just said, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go here. And if I'm uh, tearful this moment, I'll take a picture at, the, at that moment because somebody else is watching yes. and they need to know that it's okay to cry. Yes. Tears are cleansing. They yes. that sow in tears will reap with joy. You yes. got to go ahead and sow the tears when necessary. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. So I went ahead and I did that. And as I was doing that, another thing that I said is I need to share the other components, because it's in order to get out of that dark place, you have to realize that light is always present. And so I reminded as I got my relationship back right with the Lord in the process, I was reminded of the fact that there's the sunlight and then there's the light from the stars. Uh -huh. Even in the midst of darkness, light is present. Yes. So even though this is my darkest time, this is the most uh, traumatic time that I've experienced outside of other childhood things, light's present. So let me search for the light. What is the light in this situation that I can search for, that I can put up on a, a stand for everybody else to see and me too, because I'm a part of the everybody else. So yes. that's where I would post a happy memory mm -hmm. with us on my Facebook page. And then I took and I looked at that happy memory and I analyzed that happy memory to figure out what was the lesson that I was supposed to learn in that process. So then I posted the lesson at the end of the happy memory. Now, the times in which I was posting those were some of my most broken states. I mean, crying in a ball, but typing as slow. I don't care how slow, I don't care how long it took me to type that message. I'm typing this message. And then I would go back and I would reread that message all day long to encourage myself. All right. You did the David. <laughs> encourage myself. Yes. yes. Encourage myself. And even at that time, like in this room that I'm in now, I've transitioned this room to be my office. Mm -hmm. Well, this was our bedroom. But mentally, I just could not, couldn't deal with it. Right. 
And so everything was in disarray. And what I decided to do, I said, you are on a healing journey to wholeness. You have to do something every day towards wholeness. All right. And so one of the things I started doing was I would take one item out of this room. I don't care how, how many tears I had to shed on my way out, but I would take, like I took his tie out of the room. And I was crying all the way to get a bag to put the tie in so I could donate these clothes. I said, somebody else could be blessed with these clothes. (laughs) But I put that tie in the bag. Then I came back in the room and I'm bawling. I gave myself permission to grieve and go through this process because if you don't, you will not heal. Yes. Now, another key component for me with regards to healing was I had to recognize when I needed additional help. It's beyond just me. And it's beyond just my relationship with the father. Now, I need to also address some other mental things that are going on here because I'm angry with God. So I need to find something else too, right? I need a couple of it. That was, that's when I reached out and got a therapist of my own okay. because I said, okay, even, and this is where people go wrong, just because that's your area of specialty does not mean that you can't reap benefits in that area. Exactly. And so although I have an LMSW, at that time, I needed an LMSW. <laughs> I need somebody to talk to myself. <laughs> well, scripture backed that up. Iron sharpened of iron. Come so on. confidence of a friend. You, you needed somebody in that same realm to yes. sharpen. Yes. yes. And I realized that I needed additional help when I got to the place where I was so, I didn't want to write anything. I said I wasn't writing any more books. You know, I'm like, my biggest support team is not here. Forget these books. I'm not doing none of that. Because Listen, my grandmother, bless her heart. She was amazing. I mean, the, the rearing, all of that. I'm so grateful for her. I, I can remember when I was about to write my first book, Gate to Life, You Choose the Life You Shall Experience. When I was about to write that book and I went to my grandmother and I said, Grandma, I'm about to write an autobiography. And she said, what you gonna write that for? Nobody buying that book? Nobody is gonna buy that book. I said, well, why would you say that? <laughs> and her response was, you are too young to write an autobiography. Wow. And so I said, well, watch me. I wrote the autobiography. And when I published it, I went back to her and said, Grandma, the book is published. She said, what? I want the first five copies. She paid, she said, I'm paying in full. How much is it? I want the first five copies. So oh, she right. purchased the first five copies of the book. I said, Grandma, I'll give you the, I will just give you the book. She said, no, because I need to pay for it because I need to invest in you and your gift. And I need to show you how other people are supposed to treat you. Um, yes. That go back to that royalty. Yes. Royalty people are money. supposed to put their money where they see value. And yes. what you've done is a value. So I'm placing my money where I see value. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you have, again, come uh, uh, so far. And again, you've been transparent with the journey. And I think that's the most beautiful part that that I like and I see. And even I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm experiencing something. That, I mean, you're just you're actually being bomb <laughs> for me. right Now you bombing. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it till you just started talking a moment ago. And it's like wow, this was a good day. Like God knew that you and I were going to be talking on this particular day and that you would again be blessing me with your words right now. I mean, I heard myself, you said something and then I repeated it in my head and I was like, okay, that was just earlier. Oh yeah. Preach to yourself. 
Come on. <laughs> See, that's why we need each other, sis. That's why we need each other. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, talk to the people about what you do um, and how folks can connect with you. Because like I said, I know in our listening audience, as well as hopefully people will be sharing this. So if you're listening to this or you're watching this, you know, we want you to share this because this is not just, you know, we're not doing podcasts and I know my, my sister real good. We, we She has a radio program. We're not doing this. It's not entertainment. It's really to help people become whole, to help people be healed. And no matter who you are, like she just said, uh, I'm a minister. I've been minister for almost 30 years, but you just blessed me, you know, and I needed that word. And so we can always plant seeds. And so how, how can people use what you have to offer? Yes. So one of the, my signature program is called a 90 day Royal takeover program. Okay. So (laughs) with the 90 day Royal takeover program, I help people embrace their Royal them by developing their identity. I help them actually structure their books and release them in 90 days. I help them develop their public speaking abilities, you know, so to make sure that they can properly speak about that journey. And on top of that, there's just so many other gifts that are in that 90 day Royal takeover program. So we're going to embrace the Royal you and allow other people to pay you for the solutions that you have to their problem. All right. All right. I hope people are listening. Because if you have had experiences and especially pain, you turn that pain. I've been saying this. This is one of my favorite things to preach. You know, your pain is what determines what your your life road is. You know, that hurt. You know, you you had grief at, at a young, tender age. Mm-hmm. And that same grief now, you've turned, you've packaged, and you're able to bless other people with your lessons. And yeah. so that's what I hope people are listening. If you have a lesson to offer somebody else, and especially those people who have gone through brokenness, Absolutely. You better reach out. <laughs> and Come so on. how can they get in touch with you? We are going to have the information in the show notes as well, but tell them how they can get in touch with you. Well, you can definitely get in touch with me by going to my website, which is latresarice.com. You can also, I'm on all social media as Latresa Rice. So Facebook, Latresa Rice, Instagram, Latresa Rice. I just got a TikTok, Latresa Rice. So if you just type my name in on any of these social media platforms, you'll find me there. I do have an author page on Facebook. That one you'll put at Latresa writes. That's W R I T E S because okay. that's my author page. But outside of that, everything else, I'm Latresa Rice, and I look forward to assisting you. My my biggest thing is to make sure that your identity is solid, and I I have the steps available to help you get that solid. Yes, it's yes. that. It's amazing how many people went in with this, and I'll let you have the last words because as a um a coach. And I guess to make it easier for people, I'll say a life coach. I'm an execution coach. But when I say that people are like, huh? Okay. <laughs> life coach. If that helps make it better. I'm just trying to help people execute in their life. Yeah. Right. And so, um, people I'm running across people who are older. People have been here, people that have lots of life experiences and they still kind of unsure. I'm running into people who have been successful. They could be young or old and they've been extremely successful, but they still have 
something that's missing. And so, you know, we're talking to anybody that's listening. It doesn't matter whether you're successful or you're not. There's mm-hmm. always ways that somebody can help you. And so I'll let you uh, end off on, on that and talk about that. Absolutely. You can be successful and broken. Mm-hmm. And in your broken state, that can also limit the altitude where you need to go. That's why you have coaches and you have people available to help you deal and men in that broken state so that you can soar as you were meant to do. So it's important to make sure that when you have the opportunity to have a coach, that is amazing. Think about the basketball teams. If they didn't have a coach, then they will consistently lose the game over and over again. It's the same thing with your life. When you don't reach out and get that coach that is right for you, you can stay stuck in that wheel and keep going over and over again and wondering, why can't I progress to the next level? For example, if you have ever desired to write a book, Maybe you wanted to tell your story, but you just simply don't know how. It's better to have a coach that's walked that walk, showed you how to get there and the over seven streams of income that you can actually have from that one book than to actually try and reinvent the wheel, if you will. Try and dive into all this information and (laughs) you could have saved yourself some time and heartache by actually getting the right coach. But not only that, save yourself some truth because everybody out there is not an expert. Some people want to be an expert. I don't know if you're on Clubhouse, but I'm on Clubhouse. And girls, sometimes I had to laugh because I haven't been in two rooms because I I choose where I go. Certain stuff I'm not. But I had to laugh because somebody was telling me, somebody on Clubhouse had had this club called uh, How to Make a Million Dollars or something, something million and something, something. And so one of the people from the audience came up on stage and said, are you a millionaire? And she said, no. Well, how do you want to tell me how to do that? You know, and people start leaving the room. It's just like, so, you know, they need to have people that been there, done that. I said I was letting you have the last word. I'm sorry, Charming, but I wanted oh, to good. Proof is in the pudding. You have done it. You have been bestseller. You have uh, collaborated with some incredible product projects, as well as you really have an incredibly strong literary voice. I mean, I laugh. You know, I'm always telling you this on Facebook. Your stuff just it just come off the page like it, 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 almost if, if you're eating, you know, something <laughs> and, and you can just dine on on the words. You make the words so consumable, mm-hmm. and um, it's just really, really amazing. So they, they, that people need to understand and know that when you find a real deal, you need to connect <laughs> with the real deal. <laughs> I receive it. I'm so honored by that. Listen, um, when I was going through that grieving process and posting those things about the lessons and the stories and the lessons learned, I kept hashtagging hurt but grateful. And at that time, people were like, you need to put this in a book. You need to write this in a book. And it was making me mad because I said I wasn't writing a book, right? (laughs) But when the Lord placed on my heart to write a book about our story, I said, well, what title would you give it, Lord? Because I normally ask God, well, what title does he want the book to have? And he said, hurt but grateful. I I like to (laughs) fell off the (laughs) (laughs) So I'm writing hurt but grateful. Hashtag, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So I'm writing the book. And then I was contacted last week from the screenwriter for our governor, um, yeah. Governor Whitmer. Uh-huh. And they wanted to talk about our story, right? During her update. And when I mentioned about the book and what the premise was behind the book, he was like, oh, okay, she might mention that 
in her update. So when I watched the update and she said, yes, and she's coming out with a book called Hurt But Grateful, and I'm looking forward to reading it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even done with the book. <laughs> but but it, embracing kids. the royal you. You Absolutely. have embraced the royal you. Absolutely. And guess what royalty does? It's presented in yes. front of other people. Come on. royalty. Absolutely. Absolutely. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and mm-hmm. they that love it eat the fruit thereof. There is that scripture right there. Evidence. Yes. Yes. And so when she said that, I said, I am so honored. Okay, God, it's you and me. Let's flow. You know? And so from there, I've just been working on writing and I'm planning on releasing this book by August is my, my goal that I set for myself, but I know it's going to be releasing this year. Yes, I remember <laughs> your book from up there. I got one of your books up there. I was like, yes, I can't wait for this one. You know, I've been sitting back waiting for this one. So again, we are so delighted to have had you here today. You have just been a joy. I know our listening audience has gotten something out of it that they can literally take that's tangible to help them. And I just love it. Embracing the royal you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me here. This has been an honor and a pleasure. (laughs) It's been an honor for us to to have you just to be able to be so transparent and always helping and supporting other people. So again, to the listeners, we want to make sure that you have uh, all of the information, how to contact my sister, my friend, Latresa Rice. All you have to do is uh, go to Latresa Rice on all social media. Google her. I promise (laughs) you, she's going to pull up. So that's how to contact her. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you all for listening. We hope you gained something out of this. And as always, as always, like we like to say, uh, coach me and I'll learn. Challenge me and I'll grow. Believe in me and I will win. So we believe in you, not just me today, but Latresa believes in you too.